Sci-Fi Fans is the official podcast of science fiction author W.A. Blinko. Before today's episode, I'd just like to mention how this podcast is made. Thank you so much for listening to that short advert. It really does help this podcast. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hi, and welcome to Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. This episode is all about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I hope you enjoy it. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets is the follow-up film and book to Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or for my American audience, the Sorcerer's Stone, released in 2002 with the main cast returning to reprise their roles. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets continues the story of Harry at Hogwarts. Now in his second year of the School of Witchcraft and Magic, living with his uh, muggle relations, Harry Potter gets a surprise visitor, Dobby the house elf. Dobby warns Harry Potter against returning to Hogwarts. Naturally enough though, Harry returns to Hogwarts and faces up to a new danger. Released simultaneously in the UK and the US on the 15th of November 2002, breaking multiple records for opening weekend takings. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets remained at number one at the UK box office for two consecutive weeks. The Chamber of Secrets broke all opening opening box office records and those records had been previously held by the first Harry Potter film, The Philosopher's Stone. The Chamber of Secrets worldwide gross would come in at around $879 million, so not too bad, <laughs> um, receiving quite a warm response from critics and fans alike. Whilst John Williams gets the credit for composing the film's soundtrack, he didn't do it alone. Williams was also composing the soundtrack for Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones and Minority Report, just before working on Catch Me If You Can. Now, because Williams was working on multiple projects, William Ross was brought in to arrange some of the themes from the uh, Philosopher's Stone, so the first film, into the new soundtrack that Williams was composing. Some of the uh, best moments in film sometimes is when actors do something spontaneous and Robert Downey Jr. at the end of Iron Man, for example. And these are left in, and as the, as the director has decided to keep them into the film. This is something that happened to Tom Felton. In one scene, he forgot Draco's lines, and this is when Harry is disguised as Kylo. So Tom Felton's improvised line, I didn't think you knew how to read, um, was left in the film. And I think you would agree with me that it's quite a clever line when you look at the context. You'd never know it, it was uh, an off-the-cuff comment. Moaning Myrtle is a key character in The Chamber of Secrets, but did you know Shirley Henderson, who played her, is the oldest actress or actor to portray a Hogwarts student? Now, believe it or not, she was actually 37 at the time. Sadly, The Chamber of Secrets was the last time that we would see Richard Harris portray headmaster Professor Albus Dumbledore. After battling Hodgkin, Hodgkinson's disease he passed away just a few weeks before the film was released and then we had the great Michael Gambon take over the role 
The Chamber of Secrets and its sequel, The Prisoner of Azkaban, which was released in 2004, are actually both dedicated to Richard Harris's memory. And I think that is quite touching, and it's especially something nice for them to have done, because not only is the, the uh, Chamber of Secrets dedicated to him, but so is the follow-up. And when you listen to the cast members talk about their time making Harry Potter movies, I get an impression that they were all very close and there was a family atmosphere on set. Even when they were playing characters that didn't get on with one another, they were all friends off screen as well, which is quite nice when you think the, the child actors were thrust into the spotlight straight away and then they were able to grow up and mature into adulthood together. And they still seem like they're pretty good friends as well, even to this day. If you thought the scene where Ron and Harry go to Aragorn's Hollow, Rupert Grint is just a really good actor, you'd be mistaken. The reason why he can portray the fear of spiders so well is because he's actually, he suffers big time from arachnophobia himself. And just the mere thought of spiders puts him on edge. His phobia is so strong that even up until recently, he still has not watched that entire scene. Um, I, I love cars, with the classic Mini being my favourite car, and cars can play very important roles in film and TV sometimes, and filmmakers and audiences alike can get attached to them, and this is no excuse, uh, no, no, excuse um, no different really for the Ford Anglia. This is something that is sentimental due to J.K. Rowling and this is because when she was younger she had a Ford Anglia herself and she has fond memories of giving her best friend from school rides. So out of her fond memories she wrote the Ford Anglia into the book which would then obviously have to be used in the films. Now in total 14 Ford Anglias were used and destroyed creating the scene where Ron and Harry crash into the Whomping Willow. There's um, nothing worse when you're a child, and that is nothing worse than an outbreak of head lice. The horrible smelling shampoo that you have to use to get rid of them, and that really fine comb which can hurt like mad when you try and use it in your hair. So imagine the horror that the children faced when nurses were drafted onto the production because of an outbreak of head lice occurring. Among the uh, young cast, the thought of it, it just kind of makes me scratch my head. I don't know about you, just that mere thought of head lice. Not very nice. Um, to represent the characters that had been petrified by the basilisk, full-size models were created of them particular cast members. And there have been numerous spin-offs with Harry Potter. The West End play, for example, The Cursed Child, and then the novella, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, with the film versions of Fantastic Beasts, starring Eddie Redmayne in the lead role and I think he that's a really good cast there because he plays the role quite well but that might not have been the case because he was he actually auditioned for the role of Tom Riddle so he could have actually been the villain in Harry Potter as opposed to the hero for the later films. The book's length become bigger and bigger as they went through the series and with that I mean by word count and page numbers. The Chamber of Secrets is a little bit of an oddity 
And this is because it is the second shortest book in the series. And yet the film adaptation is the longest out of all the movies. And I know you can probably put um, The Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2 together and, and claim that that is one film. Because technically it is. But even those, I'm talking about individual films. So keep them as individual films. And the, um, the Chamber of Secrets is the longest running time out of all of them. By um, coincidence, though, the Order of the Phoenix, which is one of the uh, the larger books, is also the second has the second shortest runtime of all the films. So um, I don't know about you, but that's just one of those for me. That's quite a quirky little thing when you look into it and, and realise that. Um, does Dobby remind you of anybody in particular? Well, in one episode of UK TV panel quiz show Have I Got News For You which was broadcast around the film's release. The panellists discussed an article claiming that Russian President Vladimir Putin was deeply disturbed and offended that Dobby the House Elf resembles his image. And I hadn't really thought about it until I'd done research for this podcast. When you put the two images of Dobby and Vladimir Putin together, there is quite a big similarity and likeness. So I'll let you go away and, and look it up and then you can come back here and tell me what you think. Do they uh, look... Would you be concerned if you was Vladimir Putin and you saw a picture of Dobby? I would. The Harry Potter books and films have won many awards, but did you know that two films in the franchise have not been nominated for an Academy Award. These are, no surprise, because I'm talking about the Chamber of Secrets, that the Chamber of Secrets is one of those. And the other one is the Order of the Phoenix. In the, um, in the Sorcerer's Stone, Madame Pumphrey appears in the background and was played by an extra. However, Gemma Jones took on the role for, and she played... Um, Madame Pumphrey in the Chamber of Secrets and she would go on to play the character for the rest of the franchise. The, um, the size of the basilisk is different in film as it is in the book and that's not unusual, quite often films will differ from the books but in the book, chapter 16, the basilisk is described as having been 20 foot long or so and that would put it at roughly the same sort of length of the python that Harry let free in the uh, in the first book, the uh, Philosopher's Stone. In the movie, though, Ron states, "Whatever shed this must be sixty foot long or more." Now, this was probably done to make the audience of the film feel the tension and the danger that Harry was in while fighting the Basilisk, and. Yeah, that's where I'm going to wrap up this uh, episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you're able to leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to me on, I would really appreciate it if you could. And you can also contact me directly. All links are in the description for this episode. And that just really leads me to say thank you very much for giving me 10 minutes of your time. Before I go, I'd just like to mention that I have a YouTube channel, Sci-Fi Fans, and TikTok channel, Sci-Fi Fans. 
I also have a website where you can find out about my latest projects and more about my books. And that's wayneblinko.com. W-A-Y-N-E-B-L-I-N-K-O dot com. And uh, yeah, that's just where I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And I look forward to seeing you on the other platforms. And um, yeah, take care of yourselves. Until next week. Bye. information in this podcast episode is researched by myself, Wayne Blinko. I use various websites such as IMDB or official websites from actors, films or film studios. Thank you very much.